I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be why Tom Brady and Bill Belichick win and win and win and win. Well, hopefully, if you're watching this video, maybe you saw probably the greatest performance in Super Bowl history to ever witness. I was hanging out with a buddy of mine. We were watching the, the, the Super Bowl the other night. I remember it was like halfway through the third quarter, Patriots down like 28 to 3. And he's like, the ass game pretty much looks like it's in the bag. And I said, yeah, I guess Tom Terrific ain't going to be so terrific this year. I was wrong. A lot of people assumed the game was over. It's like, what do you do when you're in the third quarter, it's half gone, and you got one more full quarter left, and you're down by 25 points? How do you come back from that? So what I wanted to go over in this video, obviously, is just a couple observations that I had and also offer a little insight in how you can use with the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and the greatest coach to ever coach the game, how they approach life, how they approach problems, and what do they do when they're down by four scores, basically, and the game is on the line. And what's interesting is the Super Bowl ended up going to overtime. That's never happened in Super Bowl history. Usually by the third, fourth quarter, the game's pretty much in the bag, and we know who is going to win. But the one thing I've learned is you never count Coach Belichick out, and you never count Tom Brady out. And so I'm going to go through, i got a quote that I wrote on this particular topic. I'm going to go through some of the things. There was a great article on NFL.com that I'm going to reference. It was an article by Greg Rosenthal. It's really great. And I'll have a link to that underneath the video if you're watching this on YouTube and also on my website so you can go check out the article. And there's a video on there with some Tom Brady quotes. Really great. So the quote that I wrote says, Successful people focus on doing the little things right day in and day out despite the fact that success and victory over overwhelming odds seems impossible. Focusing on and accomplishing easy-to-achieve small daily goals and doing what's necessary accomplishes big goals. You're going to be somewhere in 5, 10, or 15 years that is a direct result of what you do and fail to do on a daily basis. If you don't take action and do what's necessary today, you'll never be where you want to be tomorrow. And after I get through going through talking about the Super Bowl and how you can think like Tom Brady and Belichick think. I've got an email success story, which is an update to an email that I did, I think it was back in eight, almost a year ago at this particular point in time. It was a great success story where the guy took my work, focused on the fundamentals. When he had a girl he was dating, he really liked, but she happened to be an exchange student. And when she went back to her home country, obviously he was pretty bummed because he was nice enough to send some pictures. They are together now. He used what he learned from me. Pretty hot girl. So got a great success story that's right aligned with what I'll talk about in this video and how you can use the principles taught in my book, How to Be a 3% Man, to learn to think like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and how guys like that succeed decade in and decade out, year after year, why their teams are always in the top and the best in the league. It was really, if you haven't seen the game, I highly encourage you to watch it because it really was fucking epic. It was incredible.
So the first thing that I want to talk about, Coach Belichick, he is a master of being in the present moment. In other words, not only is he focused on that, but it's as Coach Bill Parcells said several years ago, a coach's goal, his job is to hold the team, the players, and the organization accountable to the vision, to the goals that they set for the organization. Obviously, in this particular case, the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl championship and to be the best team in the league at the end of the year. And if any of you follow, for those of you who follow NFL football, there's usually eight or ten coaches every year that are getting fired and there's just constant turnover. But you look at a team like the Patriots, and it's like, how is it they're so good year in and year out? Obviously, they got a great quarterback, but there's lots of teams that have great franchise quarterbacks, but very few of them are competing for a championship every year. And Tom Brady has now been to seven Super Bowl games. He has five rings. He has more championships as a quarterback than any other player in the Super Bowl era. And obviously, Coach Belichick has more Super Bowl rings than anybody in the Super Bowl era. The most anybody had before was, I think it was Chuck Nolas four who coached the Pittsburgh Steelers. And who else? Oh, um, well, actually, no. Joe Montana's coach, uh, Bill Walsh, I think he had three rings. But Montana himself as a player had four. So Brady is the only one. So again, Belichick always is focused, what do we need to do right now? I did a video, I think in the past year, called Do Your Job. And obviously, as he, Belichick said in an interview, what's implied in that, but not included, is do your job well. Have you ever seen him during games when things aren't going well, he just refocuses right back on that do your job. Forget about the last play. Have you ever watched any of the news conferences and people are like, what about this, what about that? Because they're always like, is this the end of the Patriots dynasty? I guess Bill Belichick, the game has finally passed him by. I guess Tom Brady is finally washed up and he's not going to be going to any more Super Bowls. That's always, as soon as something goes bad in the season or they lose a game, that's what the reporters are thinking because they're trying to create some kind of controversy, something that's negative to the prevailing narrative so somebody tunes in and actually reads their bullshit reporting. And Belichick is known for being grumpy in his press briefings. And what I love, he just has contempt for the media. He's an alpha male. He doesn't put up with shit from anybody. And they keep trying to make him talk about, All right, is this it? Is this the end of the dynasty? Are you guys washed up? And just the look on his face is he'll say things like, we're on to Cincinnati, which I also did a video on. And what's interesting is when he said that, I think it's going back to his last Super Bowl they won, I remember that year, they got blown out. I think it was Kansas City that just creamed them. And at the end of the game, it was the same thing. Pretty much the, the insinuation was that they were fucking washed up and it's all over, the dynasty's over, they might as well pack it in. He might as well go retire and sit on his porch swing and wait to die. And he just kept saying, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Every question, we're on to Cincinnati. He's just locked in to the present moment. He's getting his team and his players. What do I need to do right now so we can go out and get a win next week? And what was interesting is they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. That was the year they won their fourth 
Super Bowl championship. And what's interesting is this year, Tom Brady was suspended for the first four games because of the Deflategate scandal, if you will. And it's just, I love that. I love when somebody's an underdog. I love when somebody, because he fought it in the courts and everything, when somebody fights back and they don't take shit, just like what Donald Trump said. When somebody challenges you unfairly, don't take it. Fight back. It's always important to win. And it's true. And that's what I love about Belichick and Brady. It's why I talk about them often. It's because they're the best that have ever done what they're doing in football. And it's inspiring. And you can use this psychology being in the present moment, especially when the shit hits the fan or your girl leaves you or your wife serves you with divorce papers. You're like, what do I need to do to turn things around? Control the controllables. What do I have control over? I have the present. I have control over what I do right now, and I have control over the meaning that I'm going to assign to the circumstances of my life. And just like him saying, we're on to Cincinnati. He's focused on strictly doing what's necessary to win because he doesn't have a time machine. You don't have a time machine. I don't have a time machine. You can't go back in time and fix what's already happened. All you can do is what you do right now, going forward. All of this, everybody watching this is going to have setbacks in your life. And how you respond to those setbacks and the meanings that you give those setbacks and the actions that you take or fail to take is going to determine where you're going to end up. And at the end of the day, as long as you're, you're still alive, you're going to be somewhere. And if you're still breathing and you're going to be somewhere in the future, the more you apply action in a directed and focused way towards achieving your outcomes, is going to determine how close and how quickly you get to achieving that outcome. And this is a quote from the article that Greg Rosenthal did. And this was something that Tom Brady had said this past week for the Super Bowl. And it's interesting. It gives you some insight in the way they think. Every day is an important day in his mind, Brady said this week of his coach. He walks into the team meeting room every day and goes, all right, guys, this is a big day. And he means it. He doesn't just say it the Wednesday of Super Bowl week. He says it on Wednesday in April. Constantly focusing on the present moment. What we're doing right now is really fucking important. I mean, think about that. Day in and day out, week after week, month after month, year after year, if he's constantly thinking like that, he gets his players to think like that. And they become emotionally conditioned to think like that. The great basketball coach, John Wooden, was the same way. Focus on the next play. Focus on what you must do right now. I mean, can you imagine? The whole world is watching. It's the world's most watched sporting event in the whole year. You're supposed to be the best team and you're down 28 to three. You're down 25 points. I think it was like five or six minutes left to go in the third quarter. And it wasn't looking good. I mean, that you really have to have emotional self-control. There was actually a video that I did that I saw it was an interview, Tom Brady. He said, talked about getting yourself right emotionally. And when you condition your team to think about every single play is really fucking important. It's the most important thing you're going to do right now. In other words, the action that you're about to take is the most important action that you're having to take to date. 
It keeps you in that mindset. It keeps you in that mentality. Despite whatever setbacks that happen, you got to do what's necessary right now, even when you don't feel like it, even when it feels hopeless. I mean, being down 25 points in the middle of the third quarter, that seems pretty fucking hopeless. And the announcers, everybody, people were tweeting on Twitter, oh, well, this is fucking over, the game's over. And as Yogi Berra, the famous catcher, said, it ain't over till it's over. Case in point. And this was a quote from Robert Kraft, who said, and this was so interesting, it gives you some insight into the psychology of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady got taken, I think, the sixth or seventh round. You know, he wasn't a number one draft pick. And when you see the pictures of him without his shirt on, he was just looked like some average dude. He wasn't built. He wasn't like, you know, he looked like some dude that was, he didn't even look like he was in super great shape for a football player. He just looked like an average guy. And this is what, Bella, what uh, Bob Kraft said, who's the owner of the New England Patriots. He says, I still have the image of Tom Brady coming down the old Foxborough Stadium steps with that pizza box under his arm, a skinny bean pole. And when he introduced himself to me and he said, hi, Mr. Kraft, he was about to say who he was, but I said, I know who you are. You're Tom Brady. You're our sixth round draft choice, recalled Robert Kraft. And he looked me in the eye and he said, this is fucking great. He said, I'm the best decision this organization has ever made. And Kraft goes on to say, it looks like he could be right. I mean, Think about that. Six-round draft choice, skinny as a beanpole, as he put it. He says he has the balls to look the owner, who is a billionaire, or I, was, I assume he's a billionaire. He, I mean, he ran Kraft Foods, if you've ever heard of Kraft Foods. A billion-dollar organization. He goes, I'm the best decision this organization has ever made. I mean, that's like Babe Ruth taking his bat like he used to and pointing it to where he was going to hit it for a home run. I mean, you you got to believe that you're a winner first and foremost. Because if you don't believe it, you ain't going to be able to convince anybody else of it. And the other thing that's interesting is Coach Belichick, I saw him in an interview several years ago with uh, Coach Bill Cower. And he says, what do you, and Cower says to him, he's like, what do you attribute your success to? And before he barely even finished the sentence, he says, well, yeah, I believe you, you got to love what you do. First thing out of his fucking mouth. He really loves what he does, and he can't imagine doing anything else. And Tom Brady thinks the same way. He wants to play till he's 45. He goes to bed at night, 8 o'clock, eats a healthy alkaline diet, takes excellent care of himself, because he wants to play as long as possible. And his coach is the same way. Loves what he does. And Belichick said that coaching actually beats working. Remember the, the quote that I share with you in the past? Um, the guy from Marvel Comics, Stan Lee, he said, do, when, you do, when you work at something you love, it feels like playing. When you're playing at something that you love, it doesn't feel like work. And that's what he means by that. When you love what you do, it's easy, it's effortless to do it because it's something that comes naturally. You want to do it. You naturally have enthusiasm for it. And this is a, a quote that I, I saw from Dr. Jack Ramsey, which I'll share as well. And this is a great quote. He says, the coach is a teacher. His subject is the fundamentals. 
as Vince Lombardi said, or the Super Bowl trophy is named in his honor. He said, coaching is teaching. And another great coach, if you're into sports, if you follow into NBA basketball, is to watch the Miami Heat. I mean, they'd won like 10 games and, it, and had lost, it was like 20 games, 21 games, I think it was. I mean, it's like, maybe it was like 30 games they lost. I mean, they're, they're just horrible. Now they're on an 11-game win streak. And what's interesting is when, the, you know, because their star, Dwayne Wade, left and went to the Chicago Bulls this past offseason. And it's really great. I mean, they're, they're on an 11-game win streak after only winning 10 games, which is great. I mean, it's really impressive. You want to see another great ongoing coaching job, great organization, watch the Miami heat it's absolutely amazing and what's interesting about the heat is they focus on everything they're focused on the players diet they say I want you to get down to a certain weight I want you to put on muscle mass whatever it happens to be they're focusing on the food they're focusing on their exercise they're focusing on the body fat for the player they're focusing on the fundamentals they're focusing on watching film it's a whole entire lifestyle of coaching it's Everything in the organization is around getting that player in the best shape for his body type, for his physicality, for his gifts, and utilizing those players so they can play to the best of their ability. Because you'll see a lot of teams, a lot of coaches, try to get players to fit into their system or their way of playing, even though it's not really their core competency or what they're really great at. And here's another quote. This was from Tom Brady. He said, you want to know which ring is my favorite? In other words, which Super Bowl ring is my favorite? He said, the next one. He's got five of these now. Well, I love it. He's like a great underdog. He gets suspended for four games this year, wins the Super Bowl. When they, when they were insinuating that he was washed up, Brady was washed up a couple years ago, Bron to Cincinnati, that famous press conference, they went on to win the Super Bowl. That year, I mean, it's like every time people say they can't win, I love it. They they win another Super Bowl ring and they metaphorically give all the haters a finger, the finger, the big hairy middle finger, if you will. So with that in mind, with that championship mindset in mind, let's go through this success story for this particular guy. And this is the second email of his that I've answered in the video, but it's a great, inspiring success story because I know a lot of you are either in the process of trying to get an ex back, you're trying to get a girl back that maybe you screwed up with and turned her off, you're trying to recreate that attraction. And what do I always focus on? Focus on the fundamentals. Take care of what you can take care of, which is how you show up. That's the most important thing. The average person, when they come to me, they're like, what's the pickup line? What, what do I say? How do I turn things around? And they're surprised to realize it's really an inner journey for yourself. It's an inner journey of doing what will enable you to exhibit the best version of yourself. Not necessarily because you're trying to reattract somebody or get a certain result, because my goal as a coach is to teach you the fundamentals and get you to that place where you're doing and saying everything that's gonna make you appear and be and become your best self, your most confident, sexy, attractive, successful self. Because that's gonna put you in a position where it's like you're kinda of turning up the dial, like these lights I have that, the, the, they have a dial on the back of them to turn up the brightness 
of the video and it's like turning up that brightness of your spirit where you're like a fucking magnet and you draw the circumstances, the people, the potential lovers, the things that you want, the opportunities that you want to you by being the best version of yourself. And this guy obviously has done a great job of that because it's a pretty traumatic thing when you lose somebody that you care about. It's a pretty traumatic thing when you come into work and you get a fucking pink slip and you got maybe a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars in the bank and now you're out of a fucking job. It's like, how do you turn around for that? I remember one, one time Tony Robbins was talking about, this is probably going back 20 years, he was getting ready to go on stage, I think it was a date with Destiny Seminar, maybe it was his UPW. And the guy that was managing and running his company came to him literally as he's going on stage and says, hey, I'm just letting you know I'm resigning and by the way, you're bankrupt. I mean, what a fucking dick move. Can you imagine? The guy runs his company into the ground and he's getting ready to go on stage. Oh, you're bankrupt and I quit. How do you, how do you recover from that? Well, what can he do about the fact that, oh, I got to cancel the, the seminar. I you know, I'm just found out that I'm bankrupt and my, the CEO of my company just fucking quit. He didn't say nothing. He went out there and he fucking delivered. He focused himself on the present moment what do I have to do right now to give a great experience to all these people that have paid all this money to come from dozens of different countries to listen to me speak? I mean, life is, things are going to happen like that. I was having dinner with a good friend of mine the other night who just survived cancer. You know, he's 49 years old, two years older than me, and that's, that was a pretty traumatic, earth-shattering thing for him to experience. It's like, how do you come back for that, from that? How do you manage your own internal psychology? Well, it's, first thing he did is like, I gotta find the best doctors and the best experts to advise me. He focused on those little things in the present moment, what he needed to do. So let's get to this guy's email. He says, hey coach, it's been a long time. I'm glad to see that you're still being a source of inspiration and motivation for so many men and women. It's my purpose, it's just what I do. We're all here to do what we're all here to do, as the Oracle said in the Matrix movie series. By the way, congratulations with your new property. I like the style. Well, I appreciate that. Still still getting kinks worked out, still getting the sound just, just right. It'll get better as time goes on, and as things get filled out, I'll let you guys see other parts of the cool things in my place. My goal was I wanted to have three or four different places that I could film from in here. And, kind of shake it up for a little bit, you know, a little different than the background I have in my Orlando office. And I still will be doing those videos, but right now, it's really fun to be, live on the beach. Well, you discussed my email on a previ previous video newsletter entitled, Becoming a Better Man, back in May of 2016. In that email, I mentioned all the great things that happened in my life since I started following your work, and I finished my success story by saying that I had met an Eastern European chick 11 years younger than me who was an exchange student who had knocked my socks off. We had a four-month fling before she returned to her home country. And on the article on my website, I'll have a link to the original article. So if you want to see where he was then versus where he is now, you can compare the two because it was almost a year ago when he wrote that first email. When she left, my heart was broken. I suffered a lot. But at that point, I had already become a better and stronger man. I knew that I had to allow that pain in my chest and I felt it in order to heal it. The only way when you have negative emotions is you gotta feel them 
him. Obviously, when you're in the middle of the Super Bowl, you don't have time to sit there and grieve. You got to focus on what do I have to do right now, right in this moment, so I can get closer to where my goal is. Because losing your shit and coming unglued, that ain't going to help you. Losing your shit is the kind of thing you do at night when you're about to go to bed and you got time. Put your pillow over your face and scream and cry into it, whatever you got to do. Instead of focusing on the fact that she had left and on the possibility that I would never see her again, I was actually being grateful for the opportunity. Life had given me to meet such an amazing human being whom I shared such great moments with after all the suffering and bullshit I've been through. So in other words, he focused on having an attitude of gratitude. That's one of the quickest ways to get yourself out of a negative state. If I could contemplate myself, contemplate things that I had to be grateful for in my life, what can I be grateful for? Well, I'm alive. That means I still got time to change things. I have a great job. I have a great life. I got my health. I got friends. I got family. Whatever it happens to be. I got a great job. I got a great company. I got great employees. I got great clients. Whatever it happens to be. Focus on what you're grateful for. What can I find right now in my life, even though things are difficult right now, what could I recognize that I should be grateful for in my life? Like what Tony Robbins says, your greatest resource is your resourcefulness. I mean, the ultimate act of resourcefulness was what the Patriots pulled off in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I went back to my studies. I started reading your book again, which I've read six times so far. Six times? Come on, man. I know, no good. And some other self-help books, such as The Way of the Superior Man, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is interesting, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You know who credits that work as being a life-changing event for him? Mr. Warren Buffett, the second or third richest dude in the world. How to Win Friends and Influence People. He said it was, when he, he, I think it was when he was 19 years old when he went through the How to Win Friends and Influence People course. Long, many, many decades ago. No more Mr. Nice Guy and the Lost Mode of Prayer, the Four Agreements, and so on. So these are some of the books that he read. It's always good. You can never go wrong investing in yourself, investing in knowledge. I think it was Plato or Socrates said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Just look at Warren Buffett. He invested in how to win friends and influence people. One of the richest men in history. I was also trying to enjoy my life, seeing other women, and I was even able to hook up with a stunning Czech girl who basically had friend-zoned me before because of my weak and needy behavior. Right before I started following your work, it was about two years ago when that had happened. Coach, I swear, the sex we had was amazing. No, in fact, it was insane. Some women are fucking amazing in bed. and Some women are average, and some are, well... Next, it's great to have some variety. When you get a woman who's very sexual, very sensual, very in touch with her body, very feminine, you'll, have, you'll create memories you will never fucking forget. We had a very hardcore session of the Indoor Olympics, one of the best in my life, and after she couldn't help but chase me nonstop, uh -huh, it's amazing to see the results when you step up like a real man, thanks to you. Well, at the end of the day, you did the work, my friend. 
Well, back to the gorgeous exchange student who happens to be my girlfriend now. While I was going about my life, the Eastern European girl, who was the exchange student, started to reach out again. What a dink. Hmm. Kind of predictable, isn't it? You do the right things, the right things seem to happen. By watching your videos, I learned some important lessons about how to handle long-distance relationships. I've done a ton of them over the years. And the other thing that made this even more difficult is this woman's in another country. Every time she texted me, I would text a little bit back and forth, and then I would set up a Skype date, Skype video date a few days ahead. I've been doing this for nearly five months, up until the day she came to visit me in Denmark back in May of 2016, a few weeks after you just had discussed my previous email. It was kind of weird to see her face to face again after so long, but the connection, the chemistry was still there. It ain't over till it's over, my friend. We had a great time and since then, we have been seeing each other on a regular basis. In November 2016, we had the talk. In other words, she hinted or brought it up, obviously. I could sense that she was trying to figure out where she stood with me and she was a bit unsure about my feelings for her. And he puts in parentheses, it's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. It is what it is. My answer to that was basically, what do you mean? It's one of the best all-time questions. As a man, when a woman says something to you that kind of scrambles your brain a little bit, you go, what do you mean? I'm not sure where you're coming from. It's the best response. Get her to explain it to you. What are you trying to say? And he said, tell me more, ha, ha, ha. That day she finally opened her heart to me and she even told me things about the very beginning when we met each other, like how the fact that I only contacted her once a week kind of messed with her feelings and with her level of attraction as well. Scarcity creates value. Besides, she has applied for taking her master's degree in Denmark, so it seems that we'll be living in the same country very soon. Well, as long as you keep doing the fundamentals right and you read the book fucking eight or nine more times, I'm sure you're gonna put that on your list of things to do, right? I'm sh I would have to say, if I was a betting man, I would bet that her moving to Denmark is looking pretty good. I just wanna say thanks once again for everything, and I know I still have a lot to learn, but I'm trying to become a better version of myself, and I'm still investing in knowledge because as Benjamin Franklin once said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Okay, it was Benjamin Franklin, so I was wrong. I knew he was one of those smart guys, who also happens to be one of our founding fathers. Very wise man. I actually posted that one on Instagram, and my assistant did it a while back. Your teachings and your guidance mean a lot to me, and I will always recommend your book and videos to all my friends who are facing challenges in their lives. Keep up the great work. I've attached some pictures, so please don't publish them. I won't, but trust me, she's pretty fucking hot. Good job, dude. So another great success story. What did the guy do? This girl left. I mean, she was going back anyways, but he prepared himself. He learned what to do. He learned and he read the fundamentals and he got the results that he wanted. So if you'd like to get my help personally, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book whatever coaching option works for you. 
And for those of you who have been there, I'm not doing any email coaching for a while because I want to focus that energy on working on my next book. So email coaching is not going to be happening indefinitely. So please stop sending emails begging and pleading with me to bring it back online because it's not going to happen until the next book is done. If you have to talk to me, you can book a phone session. Otherwise, I got thousands of videos, thousands of articles, and obviously my book. If you haven't listened to the audiobook, you can download it for free by subscribing to audible.com and becoming a member. And if you're like this guy is and you want to learn a lot of wisdom, you should always commit to being a lifelong learner. And I will talk to you soon.